Okay, so we'll start from the book of Romans. So Romans chapter 6. Said, um, so what do we do then? Do we persist in sin so that God's kindness and grace will increase? What a terrible thought. We have died to sin once and for all, and as a dead man passes away from this life, so how could we live under sin's rule a moment longer? Or have you forgotten that all of us who were immersed into union with Jesus, the anointed one, was we are immersed into union with his death, sharing in his death by our baptism means that we were co buried with him so that what's when the father of glory raised christ from the dead we were also raised with him we have been co-resurrected with him so that we could be empowered to walk in the freshness of new life for since we are permanently grafted into him to experience a death like his then we are permanently grafted into him to experience a resurrection like his and the new life that it, in, it impacts. Could it be any clearer that our former identity is now forever deprived of his power? For we were co-crucified with him to dismantle the stronghold of sin within us so that we would continue to live, so that we would not continue to live one moment longer submitted to sin's power. Obviously, a dead person is incapable of sinning. And if we were co-crucified with the anointed one, we know that we will also share in the fullness of his life. And we know that since the anointed one has been raised from the dead to die no more, his resurrection life has vanquished death, and his power over him is finished. For by his sacrifice, he died to sin's power once and for all. But, he's, but he now lives continuously for the Father's word, pleasure. So let it be the same way with you. Since you are now joined with him, you must continually view yourself as dead and unresponsive to sin's appeal while daily living for God's pleasure in union with Jesus Christ, the Anointed One. So if we also go to verse 8, um, um, you know, uh, okay, let's, let's go, go to verse 8, verse 8, verse 1. See, um, I, I read, say, so now the case is closed. There remains, that's Romans 8, verse 1. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with the anointed one. For the law of the spirit of life flowing through the anointing of Jesus has liberated us from the law of sin and death. For God achieved what the law was unable to accomplish because the law was limited by the weakness of human nature. Yet God sent his son in human form to identify with human weakness clothed with humanity god's son gave his body to be the sin offering so that god could once and for all once and for all condemn the guilt and the power of sin so now every righteous requirement of the law can be fulfilled through the anointed one living his life in us and we are free to live not according to our flesh which is the old old, old nature the state of death we once were but by the dynamic power of the holy spirit so i i just want to use this opportunity to emphasize identity our identity because i i realized that one of the major reasons why we struggle with sin and we struggle with sinful habits or we struggle with things that uh, we refer to as sin is and i discovered that all 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 all, all manifestation of sin 
is hinged upon identity. Now, when we see believers, for, for example, now engaged in, in sin, fundamentally, the problem is not even the sin. The, the sin is a symptom of a problem. So, the problem is how that believer views his or herself, which is the identity. Because you cannot truly know who you are as a believer and have a healthy identity or a self-image as a believer who you are and you will live in sin. So, so when most believers tend to live in sin, it shows that they don't have an accurate understanding of who they are. Meaning that there is, they don't have a complete picture of their true identity. So the way to solve the problem is to try to expose to that be, be, be believer the truth about his word, identity. And once the believer comes into the understanding of who he is, naturally the believer will live, you get it now, from who he is, which is what the righteousness of God. So that was why if you go to the um, Hebrews chapter um, 6, when Paul was addressing the issue of believers committing sin if you notice the word he he used there he said have you forgotten you see it now so paul understood that for a believer to live in sin it is because he has either forgotten or lost the consciousness of who he is or what he used to be before so he has taken up, up upon another type of consciousness or, or another type of thinking pattern or he has taken upon him um, on, on another type of idea which is not his true identity. So now, before we accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and personal Savior, before we were saved, on account of what, um, uh, um, on, on, on account of the fall of man, man became united. That was what, if you check the book of Hebrews um, sorry, um, Romans chapter 7 was trying to say when um, Paul was trying to use the scenario of a man and, and a wife to try to explain what the law is and what sin is. Uh, so if you read um, the full complete chapter of Romans chapter 7, one of the things that Paul was trying to show was that before we were saved, we were married to 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 a husband that paul used the word hus- husband which he referred to as the sin nature so he he used that to refer to as the sin 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 nature and the only way we could break relationship with that husband was what through death so jesus christ came and jesus christ did not just die for our sins no all humanity was included in Christ. All humanity was in Christ when Christ was dying on the cross. So it means the death of Jesus Christ is the death of every human nature or is the death of what humanity put toward together because Jesus Christ did not just represent the death of everyone. Jesus Christ dying on the cross was us also dying with him on that cross. Because if you check the book of Hebrews chapter 6, Paul said that we that don't have we forgotten that we were what? United 
with his death or we were immersed in union with jesus christ the anointed one and we are immersed into his death so it means when christ was dying on on that cross i was in him so everything he went through both from the cross to the grave to the defeat of sin when he went to, to the deepest parts of hell and destroyed sin in the flesh that was what romans chapter 8 was trying to what talk to us about when he said god condemned sin in the flesh that jesus christ gave his body as he was a sin offering so so he went to, to to that part of hell and god justified him by justifying him what, what what that means that god condemned sin and judged sin and that was how sin became eradicated and what um, extinguished so that now as we are raised together with Christ, we are raised with, with him into glory. So the life we have now is the life of, of Jesus Christ. So we are now married to a new what, husband. And that new new husband we are married to is what righteousness, which is the life of what? Of God or the life of Christ. So it therefore means so now for many believers, although that thing has taken place and we are now united with Christ, we are now one spirit with him and we are now righteousness it's not that we will become righteousness it's not something that we are trying to hope for that maybe later in the next two years after we stay on the world we will now become righteous no that is who we are because our identity is not the soul our identity is not our natural world our body our identity is the real which is the spirit so that is who we really are our bodies and soul are just instruments that expresses the reals. Now, um, that aspect of our being is a new kind of spirit. It's, it's new. It's fresh. But because the soul have been working with that initial dark spirit, you get it now, which is the sin nature, which, 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 which was in union, with the sin nature now that jesus christ has dealt with that that issue we now have a a a new spirit it means that that's um our identity is no longer that identity any longer we now have a new identity and that new identity is the new life we have what um, received and that informs our new what identity but the soul is still in slumber. You get it now? That was why if you check through some of the letters of Paul, Paul, there, um, there, there, there was, um, I think, a particular scripture that, um, that said, oh, oh, soul, awake from your slumber. So the soul is still in what? In slumber. So although we are new now but the soul has not come into the consciousness of what the spirit is currently so the soul still thinks that oh he's still in alignment with that old nature with that old self so it is now our own responsibility to as we begin to behold the the light of truth of who 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 we are we begin to now harness our soul to begin to move in that direction also so that's why the scripture was not saying that if you through through the spirit put to death the deeds of the flesh what does it mean to put it to death the deeds of the it, it, it simply means you begin to respond according to your what identity the true identity you you have and when you begin to respond based on that true identity 
that false consciousness within the soul will begin to fade out because it is a false word consciousness it is a consciousness that is not based on true words re- um, re- reality it's a consciousness that, 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 that is based on a lie, a deception. Because the truth is that sin, as a principle, no longer what exists. God, if, if, if you check through, like when we, when we are going through those, those scriptures, when we are praying just now, all those things, they are, they are, they are quotations from, from the scriptures. So. He said Jesus Christ was eradicated with sin. That was part of what he came to do, to eradicate sin and make it what extinct. He also went as far as what extinguishing death. So death only exists as an illusion currently. It does not have form. It does not have substance. So it is based on a lie. And do you, do you know the 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 um, just like the scripture said that as a man taking his so is he so anything the soul has come to solidly believe in. That is what the soul we want manifest. So it is a lie. And once you must also understand that, because some, sometimes why most, most believers, they, they are tempted to sin is because they, they feel that the devil has something to offer. Now, but the reality is that Jesus Christ so destroyed the devil that Everything about the devil now is nothing. So it means all that is within the kingdom realm of darkness or the realm that, that is in darkness or the, the realm that Satan governs over, which is the system of, of, of this world. At best, it is worth nothing. It does not matter how glorious, how nice looking it is. Satan in his current state in all of his glory, in everything he has and will ever have. Let's use, use that word. <laughs> is what? Nothing. So it means the best of 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 the best that Satan has to offer in his kingdom or in that realm of darkness that he's exercising influence over. At best, is still worth nothing. So it means that the best thing that Satan has currently, whether glory, whether money, whether influence, at best, is still worth nothing. But thank God for, 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 for the life of God. We have received a tremendous gift that it will take us eternity to what uncover. Because what Jesus Christ actually gave to us in, in the new birth is something beyond what we can imagine. It's so massive. When I mean Jesus Christ just handed over to us the possibility to do what anything. Because the life of God can do all things. So what Jesus Christ has given to us is the power and the ability to achieve anything. I want to think about achieving anything. I'm not both in the realm of the natural, visible and in, in invisible, and also as it relates to what eternal glories. So Jesus Christ just handed to us freedom beyond any measure because the bible makes us understand that we've been raised together with christ jesus we've been made to sit with him in heavenly places in christ so that place and that realm of power that we currently exist in is beyond all created realms it is a place of power that is uncreated 
and that that has full influence over everything that will be created or that is currently what created so it means that what god jesus christ has given to us is capacity is is raw capacity so so you see so satan comes with his temptation tells you that ah you need to do this thing you you need to 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 do that he paints the whole picture so well and it looks so beautiful so interesting so tempting but everything the devil is talking about at best is still nothing because that's who he is is completely empty satan does not have the capacity to offer anything again because he has lost everything jesus christ had completely and totally what emptied the devil he does not have anything the only thing he has is what deception he just keeps on lying and because of that lie he can take advantage of people take advantage of situation take advantage of different things just the same way a scammer too you get it now can come let's say for 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 example now i'm the owner of of this place and I forget that I am the owner of this place. It means anybody can just come from anywhere and claim ownership of this place. And because I don't know, I'll be struggling with, with the person. That's what the, the devil is now. The devil have been, is now so emptied that there is nothing he can give or offer. There is nothing left. So the best of the best of the best he can offer is just illusions and what the de- delusions and lies and that's what characterizes everything the devil is right now that, that's the reason why the scripture is not saying that that the weapons of our warfare they are not carnal but they are mighty true god for the pulling down of strongholds for the casting down of imagination and every height that exalts itself against the true knowledge of god now other translations we say that the, the weapons of our warfare they are not carnal but they are mighty true god for the demolition of deceptive fantasies now fantasies are ideas that people wish to be real so so you see so the, this whole world structure and this whole world system we see is built upon a system of deceptive fantasies all forms and manifestation of sin that we see on the earth currently is built upon the structure of what deceptive what fantasies so it means in the core, that thing is not real, it's emptiness. So you see, so 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 now when the soul does not understand that, the soul will take it as glory, the soul will take it as substance because the soul does not know what better. So that's why you see that a lot of believers they struggle with sin. Why? Because they take to be something what is in reality nothing. You see it now. They take to be something what is in reality nothing. It does not matter the, the, the kind of so-called pleasure the devil wants to talk, talk, talk about. This whole world and everything that is in this system at best is what deceptive what fantasy. Just have that settled in your mind. You discover that you will not have to struggle with anything again. Because when the devil comes, comes with this temptation, for example, now you just that, that that is nothing talking. You understand? He does not really have anything to offer. And you already know that you are in the best position you can ever be because what Christ has given to us 
is the greatest there is. There cannot be anything greater. So the life of God that we have is the highest and the greatest form of pleasure. Within that life, just like Jesus Christ said, are pleasures forevermore. Meaning that the pleasures within the life of Christ is endless. Meaning that in the next two trillion years, we'll still be discovering the pleasures in that life. So imagine, for example now, we come into a place where we begin to embody all of eternity. Then we now bypass that point to that realm of uncreated what reality. And we begin to explore that realm and the possibilities within that realm. It's, it's, it's not something that, it's, it's just, it's mind-blowing. What I mean, you, it's not something that we can yet what comprehend. So you see, the Christian life is the best type and kind of life to live. Why people don't know this or why people, they tend to say, ah, Christians, is because they don't know the truth. Satan has done a lot to release lies and deception. You get it now? And because of religion, which is also a creation of the evil one, which is a which 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 is an which which is something that embodies like a, a a system that embodies the idea of God, but God is empty. So so the whole idea of religion is to frustrate the effort of people in seeking God. And, and that is the reason why people they, they burn out. But when you come into the understanding of the life that is in Christ Jesus, it is nothing but bliss and what excitement. It is something that continues to expand in excitement. Because every day, as you are coming into the understanding of who you are, a new set of excitement, a new set of light, of glory hits you. And you are saying, wow, I thought I have no known it all before. I thought what I had was even better. But now, you just stepped further into a higher level of glory and, and light. And you are saying, wow. The next time again, something hits you again, wow. And it's an endless wow. So you see, so it's, it's an interesting thing what God, 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 God has done. It's an interesting thing what God has done. It's an interesting thing to know that we don't need to walk or try to live to be righteous. That is who we are already. Our soul just needs to come into the consciousness of that truth. Because it, 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 it does not also matter what you may be thinking, oh, this is what I've done in the past. This is what has happened in the past. No. You must understand that all of those negative past history, those negative past history, um, history experiences are based upon identification with a false identity so you see in reality those things were never you so let's say for example now you were struggling with maybe um let's say with um maybe with greed money issues and 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 and, and rest of them now you you discover that those things were never you it's just that you or the individual in question forgot who he used to be and assumed an identity. So what that person began to experience was the identity of another. You understand now? 
So the moment this person now realizes him himself and realizes his true word identity, he just reconnects back. And that true identity does not have any history connected with that false identity. So all of the guilt, the shame, and all of the disgrace, and all of the negative effect that came as a result of that false identity is completely blotted out. And everything this person now experiences now is nothing but life, is truth, is glory. And that is exactly what Christ has done for us. So, our identity is Christ, is light. All that we can ever experience is light and truth, is glory. So, so I know that my future is a future that will continue to expand in glory and glory and glory. Because the life I have is the life of glory. It is a life of continuous expansion in glory. So things will only get better for me. Things can only become better. Things can only become more glorious. That is how things are and that is how things will continuously be. So as children of God, we should not allow the enemy to to cheat us by making us see ourselves lesser than what we already are. We should not allow the the enemy come with his lies, with his temptations, to, to make us to start thinking that we are something that we are not. Because that's the only way the devil can deal with us. Satan knows that he does not have power over any believer. Satan knows that he cannot inflict a believer. He knows. He knows that the kingdom of darkness and the forces of darkness know that they are completely powerless when it comes to what? The believer. They know that the only way they can have their way in the life of a believer is by lying to the believer or through what we call ignorance. So, so that's why the scripture says that my people perish for lack of what knowledge. What does that mean? It means when you don't know what you are supposed to, to know, anybody can easily will take advantage of you. Even in real life, it is so. You get it now? We see it every day in our workplaces. You get it now? Even when you want to go to the market to buy something, it is the knowledge you don't know. That's what people use to take advantage of, of other people. So if human beings, you get it now, can do that, imagine what Satan, who is the progenitor of all lies, and every form of deception we now see manifest on the earth. Imagine what he, he, he would do. So, so that's how Satan takes advantage of what? Be, 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 be believers by lying to them. By telling them that they are who they are not. By trying to rebrand their what? identity. Te- to try to tell them that you are this, you are that. And they will give evidences. And the devil has, as a master illusionist, he can create any illusion that if you are just looking from your five senses, they will look as real. In fact, even magicians that are normal you, you, human beings through the use of trick, not magical um, power now, can create tricks that, that if you were to just, if you want to use your five senses to judge, it, when I mean the five senses of the body to judge, it looks so real that you cannot be able to tell the difference. For example, now you see a fake dollar and a real, real dollar, for example, now. Some people, they've been able to perfect the act in such a way that 
you will not be able to differentiate B between the two. In terms of texture, the color, the depth, you will not be able to differentiate B, B between the two. But one of the ways you can differentiate is maybe when you, when you now tear it or you now burn it, you now see the quality. You now know that, ah, this dollar is fake, this one is fake. So it means to a very, to some extent, depending on how renewed our senses have become, I'm talking about our natural senses have become, is to the degree, to the essence of which is renewed, to the degree we can discern what is real and what is not real. So we cannot base our judgment on just the physical things we feel. You get it? No, we base our judgment based on what we know to be true. And the truth is, our identity is not something that defines for us our identity. It's not our past experiences that defines for us our what? Identity. It's not our past mistakes that defines for us our what? Identity. What defines for us our identity is the way God sees us. And if God sees us in a particular way, who are we to see ourselves lesser? Are we better than, 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 than God? Are we more intelligent than God? That God says, this is who you are. And this is how he sees you. Then you will now say, no, 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 no. I, I don't think I am that kind of a person. No. So you see, and that is the best accurate way to see. As God sees us, that is how we see ourselves. And how God sees us is best revealed in scriptures. So God says we are clean, we are pure. That is who we are. Because you can never be more than how you see yourself. For example, now, if a student believes that he's not what intelligent, for example, now, and he, he, he believes that, it will be difficult for that person to display intelligence. Because it is how you see yourself that will determine your experience. So God understands that. That, 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 that is the reason why when it comes to the issue of sin, it has no, nothing to do with willpower. Fundamentally, it has everything to do with how do you view yourself? How do you see yourself? Once you are not seeing yourself right, that's where the problem is. You can never be able to, to withstand Satan or make the right word this decision. And the devil will come to give evidences against the word contrary. Because that is what he is. He is a master word, deceptor. And he knows that the only way for him to gain entrance is through word, deception. So he will always want to create an image of what you are not by trying to pick onto past experiences, past failures, by trying to pick onto what people have said. You get it now? The kind of exclamation mark people have said all those negative things and, and the rest of them then he will not try to use those things to, to define you or he will want to define you based on how society defines people and that's what, what he does so but you must know who you are and you must know who you are strongly you get it and one of the ways to 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 to, to come to, to that point is when you take the time to really focus on studying to understand. So, so, 
so like in this case of identity now you need to really take the time to to really understand who who who, who am i you get it now when you begin to understand who you are it becomes easy for you to what live as you are so so that so that's the way it is so that's why when paul in romans chapter 6 was trying to address the issue of sin he said something very unique just as we have mentioned before he said what a he said so what do we do then do we persist in sin so that god's kindness and grace will increase say what a terrible thought he said we have died once and for all it's once and for all as a dead man passes away from this life so how could we live on that sin through you see or have you forgotten because he understand that the problem is not sin sin is not even the issue sin has been destroyed sin does not what exists sin has been what eradicated so so you cannot be saying you are captivated by something that does not what exists he understands that the fundamental issue is that this person is not seeing himself in the right way he's supposed to see himself he has forgotten just like paul said that they are like those who look at themselves in 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 the mirror and, and once they, they 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 look aside they completely forget the image that they, they they've seen so you see that so that's why i said have you forgotten so he understood that the only basis why believer will continue in sin or continue to live in sin is because they have either forgotten who they are or what they used to be or who they are or for some reason they are ignorant of who they are or for some reason they are the the image that they have about themselves is not a healthy image it's not a complete picture of who they are everything still boils down to the same thing which is what how that believer sees himself once the believer can begin to see himself clearly as he as he is he can never again struggle with anything related to sin so you see when we see people who who live in sin including unbelievers it is just a display that these people don't know who they are or like the way the scripture we we put it lost say they are lost so what does it mean to be lost it means you have lost the consciousness of, of who you are or you don't know who you are you don't know your true identity so in that case what do you need to do to help those people they already know that they are what sinners you don't need to tell them that 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 information they already know is for you to help them to realize the truth of who they are and how do you do that true what releasing light and truth concerning their true what i i identity until they come to that place because light in the soul takes a process so that realization takes a process because how a person is currently seeing himself now is not just something that occurred spontaneously events happened things happened those things that happened took years some some years you get it now and 
those experiences, the person began to look at those experiences. Let's say, for example, now somebody went through school. Let's say he read a course, four, five years course, and he struggled through school. And academics was not really easy. And because of repeated issues here and there, he begins to, to, to see himself based on those results, which are not real. Because if you begin to un- understand who we are as believers, the Bible, like the last time when, when, when we were discussing, when the, the scripture said that we have the mind of Christ, by the time you begin to realize the implication of that statement and that we have the mind of Christ, you begin to understand that there is really nothing you cannot understand. You understand? And so there is really nothing you cannot know. So the mind that cannot understand is the mind that is not renewed. So and a mind that is not renewed is a mind that is at a certain level of consciousness, which is not the true consciousness of Christ, which we are. So it means those experiences that person was experiencing all through school, the failures, the struggles, was at a certain level of consciousness of the mind, which it in itself is informed by the state of death or is death that is what, or sin, or, or let, let's use death. And when we're talking about death, now we are, we are talking about that life of death, that nature of death, which is the nature of the old man, the nature of, that, that, that resulted from the fall. It's because of that state. So it was that state of that consciousness of death that was informing those failures. It's just that the believer did not know then to activate or raise his consciousness level to a higher consciousness of life, to begin to manifest a, that level of intelligence. So you see, it is not the believer. It is, it is not the believer that failed. It, it, it was the mind at a certain level of consciousness that was exhibiting a reality that is not the reality of what the believer. And that is what is recorded as those scores in, in the exam scripts. So, but the believer looks that and begins to identify himself based on that. Instead of him to, say, to begin to see himself in the true light, as someone who possesses the wisdom of God and someone who possesses the mind of Christ. So he begins to think that, oh, I failed, I don't know. And he begins to identify himself as a failure, which is a lie of the devil. Because that state and the consciousness that brought about those results was a consciousness that was informed by death. It does his death entity in what? In manifestation. So you see? So that's why. It does not matter what has occurred in the past. The past does not define who we are. Our past mistake, no matter how we have struggled with it, even if we've struggled with that thing for 10 years, for 20 years, you get it now? That struggle does not define who we are. That habit that we are thinking that, oh man, we cannot overcome this habit or this thing eh, that has been there, it does not define who we are. The reason why we are suffering that habit is because we began to see ourselves in a way that we are not supposed to see ourselves, which is what? An unhealthy way. So that's why you discover that behind every sinful practice, there is an unhealthy self, um, self-esteem or an unhealthy self-attitude. You get it now? So it means that believer does not 
have a, a healthy self-image. There is no believer with a healthy self-image that lives in sin. So that believer is still thinking of, him, of himself lower than what he should be thinking of himself as. So, so the way to solve the, the problem, because sin is always a symptom of something. Now, what most people used to do is that they used to chase after the symptom. And no matter how you chase after the symptom, as long as the problem is there, it will not change anything. It's just like, for example now, when somebody comes with a sickness, for example, now, and you cannot get the main cause of that sickness to now tackle that main cause, and you are just like someone, for example, now, like the way some mothers used to do in my... Um, in in my practice, what they do is that when a child has um, ma- malaria, for example, now they will just be giving paracetamol. Um, paracetamol, what it does is that it marks the temperature. So you would think that the child is getting better, but the child is not getting what better. The the malaria um, parasite is increasing until suddenly the child will start gasping for 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 breath because most of the red blood cells have have been lysed. Because one of the things, the effect of um, malaria that it can cause this um, anemia and the rest of them. So the children will start losing blood. Then when suddenly the children eh, do not have blood again, that's when they will not rush. By, by, by that time, they, they are already having heart failure. They call it um, anemic heart, heart failure, which is heart failure resulting from um, shortage of, of, of blood in, in, in the body. So... By that time, it's almost too late. And if you don't do anything, most of them, they just pass from, from that point. Why? Because they were masking it with paracetamol. So that, that's how it is too. Every time we are trying to, to stop sinning, stop doing something that, that is sinful, and we don't deal with the main problem with identity, it's like you are just putting effort and at the end of the day, you are not saying anything. That's what brings frustration. That's why a lot of, of, of Christians, they become so frustrated. They, just, they will not just accept sin as a way of life. Because the problem with sin, or why sin is a problem, is not because it is sin in itself or it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's an act. Sin is a symptom of something. And that symptom is a lost in identity so the reason why man fell into darkness or men started committing all kinds of evil is because man lost the consciousness of who he used to be that was what happened to adam adam was at his state of consciousness before the fall so what happened was that when adam started learning a new type of knowledge through, through the tree of the knowledge of good and, 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 and evil, he completely forgot who he used to be. And as he forgot, that created a pattern of lifestyle that now began to define him and began to defi- define every generation of men that have what come. So that tree is not just like an apple that he just went to pluck one apple and ate the apple. No. It, it, was a, it was a continuous exposure to a certain understanding 
So that tree was exhibiting a certain type of understanding. And, and, and that was what Adam was paying attention to for an extended period of time until eventually it's 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 eventually crystallized into what adam and that was how the death life began in adam and eventually spread into every other um people or it spread into all of what humanity so the way to solve the issue is by doing what? Exposing your heart to the reality of who you are now. And seeing yourself in the reality of who you have become. And Christ has made it so easy. He did all the work because he knew that no human being could actually do that work. He made it so easy. But the problem now is many Christians, many be, 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 believers, because the gospel is not being taught the way it should be taught. And there, there are a lot of misconception when it comes to the gospel. People are unable to see themselves as they should see themselves. And that's why it looks as if sin is powerful. Because that which we consider to be powerful, which we refer to as sin, in reality does not what exist again. So it's just a mind game Satan is playing on people and on believers. You understand? Now, because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So if you begin to believe in a certain reality, even if that reality does not what exist, your mind makes it real to the person. That's why reality is different from different people. So, these are just some thoughts. These are just some thoughts we just want to put together. So, 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 Christ has really done a lot for us. He has really done, done a lot for us. And we are forever grateful for his love, for his goodness, for everything he accomplished for us. Even though we may not fully understand them yet, we've not even fully come to the full understanding of those things. And we are on a journey to understand what he really did for us. But even the little we know, we are thankful that, that he, he has given us his own type of life. Therefore, we Christians, and we should be the proudest set of people. The pride should not be based on the boastings of, of, of the flesh or what we have or what we don't have uh, or material things. Our pride is based on how God sees us. It is a healthy form of pride. You understand? In fact, then that is that that is what God sees as what humility is to accept to be what He says we are. That's what God sees as what humility. And 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 it is a good thing. What I mean? That confidence is a is is something that we should ah, I don't just know the, the way to say, but it is a good confidence. And that 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 is where our confidence should flow from. Knowing that we have a God that is up there that can do all things. And it's not just that God can do all things, but he gave us his own very nature so that we can also do all things just as he can do all things. It's, it blows everything. Because 
Everything that Christ is now, that is what we are now. And everything that Christ can do now, that is what we can do now. The only difference between us and Christ now is just consciousness or level. So as we begin to progress in consciousness, in our hearts, and in our, in, 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 because our, our spirit is fully conscious, but our soul must grow in that consciousness, our body must grow in that word, consciousness. As we continue to grow in the consciousness, just like um, Pastor was saying now, when we said that we will be caught up in, in, in the air when he was talking about immortality and the rest of them. So it's just for us to, to catch up with him in that state of consciousness. And we continue with him forevermore. Glory to God. <laughs> we will we'll continue with him for what? Forevermore. <laughs> so it's so what this is the kind of things that scientists and they are they are spending millions and billions on. They are trying to look for how to extend the, the human life. They are doing experimentation to see how they can, can um, deal with the issue of death and the rest of them. Some people ha- have even gone to the extent of, of um, um, they, they call it um, cryotherapy, where you freeze somebody's body under a certain temperature like minus 200 some people have gone to, to that extent of freezing their bodies because they, they have the hope that maybe in the next 100 years, in the next 200 years, science will develop to such an extent whereby they can discover the cure of, of, of death or they can, re, they, they can resurrect somebody back from the dead. So they just keep their, their bodies... Um, like that in hope oh. but jesus christ has come to give us that the very thing that the scientific world is looking for is what is staring at us every day so it's such a great hope so it means not, nothing should stop us from committing the efforts the understanding all the time the energy in us pursuing that part until that which we, we, we are in our spirit becomes the manifestation in our soul and in our, our bodies too. So that's what scientists, they are spending millions killing them themselves for. That's what some of those elites of society we, we do anything to have. Because one of the ways they can what, maintain their what, investment for life is if they can break that, that code of death you get it now some people want to live forever because they want to dominate forever but jesus christ came and has given that to us on a platter of gold we did not work for it all it requires is for us to pay attention to it until we are caught up completely with that re- re- reality the same thing too when it comes to health this new life that we've received in Christ Jesus gives us ability to stay continuously healthy forever. Even to the point of our body being transformed. This thing is too good to be true. <laughs> Maybe that's the reason why some people, they, have, they find it very difficult to accept. <laughs> because it, it's too good to be true. 
all okay just just imagine for example now all your um let, let, let's say all the life of this person now he has been trying to live right to god with god then suddenly god is not saying that you don't need to live rights again you don't need to try to 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 live i i accept you as right just live by the consciousness of that the person is wondering because according to his own thinking he must do something so instead of him to accept that truth and begin to live based on that truth he wants to do something and he begins to fight to do something and no matter how he fights he discovers that he can never be that it's like it's like you see the conflict you are already righteous and you are not thinking that you need to do something to be 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 righteous it creates a conflict and that conflict that it creates in the soul it cannot be resolved that's why it will only create more what confusion so it's by accepting that truth that is how you now begin to manifest the reality of that truth so for us who are what believers we believe then that which we believe we start becoming our what experience that that is how the christian life works but for the world you get it now before they they want to see the experience before they believe you understand do 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 say uh, seeing is what believing but in the kingdom believing is seeing so the way we see and the way we tap into realities is first and foremost believing first and foremost then that reality will not be at your grasp. so you see the world system is totally opposite and because we've been trained according to the world system in school right from when we are ch- a children it is not hard for us to what believe and and activate faith so you see it's not so 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 you believe and then that which you believe become yours you get it now it's not as if i am believing so that that thing will become mine no i am already that thing it's just that my soul is at a state where it is not worth experiencing it so by believing it enables my soul to grasp the reality that already is and it's already what existing So I think we are going to stop here.
water 